Let's, uh, let's pray. We're going to. I'm excited about the word this morning. I'm going to bounce off some of the stuff that Mum was sharing last week. Who was here last week? If you weren't here last week, you can recap at uh, myliberty.info forward slash podcasts. That'll um, take you to where you need to be to catch up on any messages that you may have met, uh, missed. But. Um, Let's just thank the Lord for his presence. You know he's here, right? Isn't that good? It's probably the best reason to come to church. Because he's here. So, Father, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are all that we need. You are all that we need in this place. Father, I pray right now that you just... uh, you just wreck our hearts, Father God. You move on us, Father God, even as we sit here this morning, Lord. Hearing from your word, Lord, we know it's a, what, you know, one of the best places for us to be in your word, Lord. We thank you for the things that you want to reveal to us, Lord. We, you know, sometimes we come, Father God, just that little bit nervous, that little bit anxious, Father God, of what you're going to do. I thank you, Father, that it's, it's, it's an excitement more than an anxiety, Father Lord. It's an excitement of of what you want to reveal to us, how you want to change us to be more like you. So, Father, bless this time together in your word, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's go to John 3.16. What about that scripture, eh? So, you remember, again, like if you were here last week, you would have um, heard mum talking around about... um, a message of love, a message that, you know, and, and I think one of her key points was that, you know, that, that love precedes a move of God. Who remembers that? Love precedes a move of God and that we need to learn how to love. You know, and, and you know what? The move of God can't be the reason that we want to learn to love. See, the, the, a move of God is, is it's, it's, it's a byproduct of you know, it's a, it's a, um, you know, it's the reward, if you like, of learning to love and loving well. Amen. Because we were called to love. It's the first first commandment that that you know that Jesus gave us. The most important commandment that Jesus gave gave us was to love God and love people. We're going to look at that a little bit. And you know what? You again, you might have heard messages like this before. I know you would have heard it from the, from this pulpit of how to love people, but you know we need to hear this stuff. We need to hear this stuff. You know, we we were here. Who was here for Billy Brim? Like time's running out, people. If there's one message that you got from from her in her time here was that, you know, time's running out. So we need to get this love message. We gotta we gotta understand that we've got. You know like a nuclear uh, nuclear bomb at our disposal. Amen. Amen. That's called love. It's called love. So John 3.16, message tonight, uh, this, tonight, I haven't preached tonight for a long time. Um, my message this morning is, I love you, Jesus. Who likes, there's a title of that one. There's a reason for that. We'll share it with you in a minute. Um, but John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. 
Someone say, for God so loved the world. So what we have here is a standard that's been set. We've, we've got a standard that's been set of love and how to love. Amen? For God so loved the world. So he loved first. It says in John fifteen thirteen, it says, Greater love has no man than this and one that's willing to lay his life down for his friend. So what does love look like? Love looks like a laid down life. Turn to the person next to you and say, love looks like a laid down life. You know, and if you're, a, if you're a parent in this place, probably the closest or the closest resemblance of a laid down life is a parent's love for their children. A parent lays their life down for their children. You know, you think, and think you might, some people might have to think a long, long way back, but think about what life was like before children. And then think about all the things that you had to lay down once you had children. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's wonderful. But there's a lot that's laid down. Okay, I, I can absolutely attest to this. There's a lot that lays down. So the closest resemblance of the kind of love that, that, that Jesus is talking about is a parent's love for their children. Okay, and so because of the standard, because of this standard, Jesus was able to establish two incredible commandments. The standard that he set. The standard was, for God so loved the world that he gave his son. That's the standard. And because of that standard, Jesus was able to come along and go, you know what? I'm going to establish two commands that are going to change the world. Amen? He said this. He said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the two commands that he, that he laid down, that he set. So, so look at it this way. We're loved by the Father, Right? We're loved by the Father. That came first. That's how the rest of this stuff works. If he didn't set that standard and set his son because he loves us so much, then the rest of this stuff doesn't hold together. It doesn't function. You know, we can't love people without knowing that the Father loves us first. Amen? So we're loved by the Father, we have love for the Father, okay, and then we, love, we have love for the person that's sitting next to us. That's, they're, they're intrinsically connected. They cannot be separated. You know, we can't love the Father, all right, and not love the person next to us. You know that, right? So tell the person next to you and say, I love you. Some people don't hear that very often, you know. Some people don't hear that. These are words that, that, that we need to hear every single day. We need to hear it from people. We need to hear it from the person sitting next to us. Those words, I love you. Amen? But it's impossible for us to love God without loving 
the person sitting next to us. It's in the scriptures. It says in 1 John 4.20, it says, if someone's, this is, this is brutal, okay? This, this, but you know what? The brutality, it's a, you know, brutal is a good word. Like, it's, it's, it's a hard word, okay? But I believe the brutality of this scripture, uh, uh, you know, emphasizes how important this is. It says in 1 John 4, 20, it says, If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. This is New King James Version. Like, this isn't even like contemporary English. This is like pretty much, you know, how it is. You're a liar. That's heavy. <laughs> Come on. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Amen. That's heavy. That's important. So we gotta we gotta understand that that this this love that is so vital. You know, we've we've all had experiences and encounters with the love of God. You know, he sent Jesus. He sent Jesus. The standard was set by him. On what love looks like. And how we're meant to love people. But it starts with him. Someone say, I love Jesus. That's where it starts. And you know that you're loved by him? Because he sent his son. We're going to listen to a little song. Just only goes for about a minute and a half, I think. Maybe not, maybe not as less. Uh, maybe not that long. But this will bless you. Because this is where this starts. It's a song that's sung out of, from, from the heart. Now, this song is sung by our daughter Elizabeth. Secretly recorded. Because if we tried to record her singing that, she wouldn't do it. All right? But here's the thing you need to know. Please don't tell her I played it for you. Okay? Because I might not be back next week. <laughs> She'll kill me. All right? So it's our secret. Okay? But it, it'll bless you. <laughs> it'll bless you. All right? Can you play that, guys? Stay with it.
Sonnenfinsternisse. So we don't know where that song came from. It's straight from, yeah, it's straight from out of an experience that she's had with the love of Jesus, the love of God. And sorry that it's going to be in your head for the rest of the day. <laughs> but it's, you could have worse songs in the head for the rest of the day. Let's have a look at Matthew 22. And I said, don't tell her. Oh my gosh. Matthew 22, verse 35. Then, uh, so it says this, this New King James Version. Then one of them, a lawyer, this is really fun. A lawyer asked him a question, testing him, saying, so this, 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 this bloke's talking to Jesus. This lawyer is talking to Jesus. He thinks he's pretty smart. He's testing him and saying, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, and remembering, for God so loved the world, the standard's been set. So this gave Jesus the, 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 you know, the, the door, to op- door open to be able to establish these new commandments. Okay? So Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Just put a highlighter through that all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself, the person next to you. On these two commands hang all the law and the prophets. So you can keep a little mark in that because we we will be bouncing back to that scripture soon. Um, But we've got other ones we're going to look at. So... Like I said, this, this, this has come from a lawyer. So, and it really wasn't a, a sincere question. Okay? It wasn't like a genuine, okay, I really want to know the answer to this kind of question. It was there, that, that question was given to try and um, trap Jesus. To try and, um, you know, slander him in front of all the, the, the people that were present at the time. Okay? So it wasn't, it wasn't a genuine question. But it's amazing. How even like like Sam talked about attitudes, right? Even though the, the attitude behind this question wasn't great, what it did was it opened up this amazing opportunity for God to for, for Jesus to bring this the, the most amazing response. Okay, isn't that interesting? Like that's a, you he'll always turn all things around, you know, for good. So I'm gonna I've got it. You know, I'm, I'm going to trick this guy. Okay, I'm going to trick him. I know the law. I'm a lawyer, so I'm going to get him. But what he did, <laughs> what he did, was opened up this um, this this opportunity for Jesus to literally change the world with two commandments. It's incredible. The most amazing response. So why was it the most amazing response? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Amen? It's amazing. It's foundational. And you know that Jesus taught, we know this and we haven't got time to go on a whole bunch of, you know, a whole bunch of rabbit trails this morning, but Jesus taught so many times on love because of the importance of it. 
Like it's the foundation of everything. God's love for humanity. He taught multiple, multiple times on it through his ministry. He showed us how to love through his ministry. Amen? You know, and then after his resurrection, James, all right, we're going to look at James. James, who is his, his half-brother, he said this in James chapter 2, verse 8. I've gone back to like bits of paper. It's quite unusual. Like old school. Because the children, the iPads are all dead. Couldn't use them this morning. Thanks to the children. No, just kidding. I was always going to use paper. Um, James 2, verse 8. James 2. So this is what James said. If you really fulfill the royal law, someone say royal law. According to the scripture. Look at what the royal law is. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You do well. I love that James described one of these commandments that Jesus has established as a royal law. Because there's significance in that. There's significance in this statement, fulfill the royal law. So what Jesus established was that our lives were meant to fulfill two commands. Love him, love God, and love people. James showed us the importance of this by describing these things as a royal law, which essentially means these are non-negotiables. Understand? Royal means this, it means kingly. It's showing us how important this is. It's a royal law, a kingly law. That the, the importance of this, this is the highest law in the land. To love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And to love your neighbor. It's kingly, it's royal. It's the highest law in the land. You know, and the thing is, is that Jesus brought this, this, this brand new revelation in a time. Like, you've got to think back. Like, so the lawyer, like, knew the law, knew, knew, you know, knew the law. And Jesus brought this, this, these new commands, this, this new revelation of love. You know, at a time when, when the people were like so bound up by, by rituals and, and ceremonies. You know, ceremonies and, and you know, but see, I guess the, th- the thing about the, you read through, I've been reading a bit through, um, you know, the, the, the Old Testament and Exodus and Leviticus and all those things, you know. And it's quite amazing, okay, and numbers, like, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. You know, you think of these, these, these books and go, oh my gosh, but, but they're amazing, why? Because what they do is they just they, 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 they show us just how important and how valuable you know we are to God. And his, his desire for us to have an intimate relationship with him, closeness with him. You know, and that's what all those those laws and those rituals and, and ceremonies were for. You know, they, they, were, they were based on this whole idea of, of holiness, you know? Because we needed, you know, to be cleansed and holy so we could, we could, you know, experience a holy God. 
All right? It's just he wanted relationship with humanity. Amen? You see, thank God that, that you know, that, that we are, we're, our new creation, you know, is, is created to be like God, truly holy and righteous. Because of Jesus. Because of the love that he has for us. And that's why we don't have to do all that stuff anymore. Because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Amen? So that's when this revelation came. All right? Quite an amazing time. That's what it was sort of like. It was, it was like such an incredible answer. Like who could answer a question like that? You know, like what is the most important commandment? Like, like it, you know, in that time, like that response was just like, Phew. because there were so many laws and so many rituals and so many ceremonies that the people had to, to follow. Let's have a look at John chapter 13. John chapter 13. Verse 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Check this out. I give to you a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, so that you also love one another. By this, all will know... See, here's he's, he's the message for the church. This, oh, this is so important. Someone say, this is important. By this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. If you have love for one another. So what did Jesus do here? He's elevated this thing called love. He's elevated this thing called love to be the supreme test for unbelievers to be able to tell whether or not we're believers. To tell whether or not we are actually disciples and followers of Jesus. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. I know, let's throw a question out there. Do you reckon that the church could do better at this? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is why the enemy gets on, not the enemy, he's defeated. This is why the, the devil gets, gets on a fence so much. That's why he gets on a fence so much. Mum talked about a fence last week a little bit. But you know what? There's an easy fix for a fence. It's just got to love people. We just got to love people. Just got to believe the best of people of all t- in all times. 
We said that last week. Just got to believe the best in people at, at all times. That's how you get over a fence. Just believe the best. Just believe the best. We gotta stop getting offended so easy. Come on. Just gotta we just gotta stop getting offended so easy. And just start believing the best in people. Amen. Now, if, 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 if love is what precedes a move of God, then we've got to get better at loving. Amen? Jesus' life and all of it. You know, how many times do you reckon Jesus had a chance to get offended? Holy moly. He could have got, he could have got offended at the lawyer. We gotta stop searching out opportunities to get offended. <laughs> so true. Sometimes what I believe what, what we need to do is that you know, I'm not we don't wanna we're not, you know, I don't wanna bring make you feel bad or anything like that, but you know, if if you find yourself offended all the time, it might be an opportunity for to kind of look at, you know, where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? What's triggering that? What what's that about? We've got to stop sitting in this stuff, amen. You look at look to things like this as opportunities for us to grow in the Lord. Anyway, you can have that for free. But you know, Jesus, he had so many opportunities to get offended. But this, since this question was asked, what's the greatest commandment of them all? The focus changed from then on. You know, the focus changed from then on, and it still remains the same today. Love is the greatest. You know, the, the, the greatest tool, the greatest characteristic of the Christian life. People will know that we are believers if they know we love one another. We've got to do better. Turn to the person next to you say, you've got to do better. It's got to be the focal point of our life. No, we, can, we, can't, <laughs> we can't put our own rules... All right, we can't put our own rules, regulations, and expectations above loving people. A lot of the time, that's where things like offense come from, is where, where someone doesn't meet up to our expectations. But listen, there's a royal law. There's a kingly law. It's called loving people. It's the highest of them all. It sits well above what you know our expectations are of how a person should be. Amen. 
Let's have a look at Galatians chapter 5. It's a bunch of scriptures, but they're good. Galatians chapter 5, verse 14. <laughs> Here's another one. You ready? For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. One word. Love. Someone say love. Let's quickly go back to Matthew. Keep your finger in it. You did keep your finger in it, Matthew 22. Verse 36, we'll read it again. It says, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? There's the question. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two things hang all the law and the prophets. Okay, so we are to love. So he, he's, he's, this, is, this is what this looks like. Because there's so many, there's so many you know, ways we can define love. But I mean, honestly, the best way to define love is a laid down life. That's how it's defined, a laid down life. Why? Because God so loved the world that he gave his son who laid down his life for us. So the best definition of, a lo- of love, I believe, is laid down, laid down life. Okay, but, but we can look a little bit deeper into it. So we are, we, are, we are to love God with all our hearts, but we are also to love others the same way. That's what that scripture is saying. The second is like it. What is like? It's, it's the same. With all your heart. Now, if you're at healing school um, on Tuesday, we looked at this word heart, okay, and, and what it is, and it's actually... In, in the Greek, it's the word cardia. Okay, that's where the, we get the word cardiac and, you know, biological references to the heart. Okay, but it's the Greek word cardia and this is what it means. It means the mind, the soul, the seed of passion, desire, thought, affection and purpose. That's heart. So when we to love God and people with all our heart... We're meant to love them with our thoughts, okay? We're meant to, to love them with our, you know, with, with our soul. We're meant to love them with passion. We're meant, you know, we are desire to, desire to love people, you know? We are to, to be thinking on people. We are to affectionately love people. And we're meant to love with purpose. Did you catch all that? If you look at all those little words there, it kind of, you know, really helps, you know, or pulls in that whole five love languages thing. Okay? Everyone, you know, some, someone thought of that. But you know what? This is all God's idea. You know, to love affectionately, to love with purpose. You know, to be thinking on that, pers- that person. To desire to love people. You know, this is loving people with our heart. Love people with, with all your heart. We're going to pull out that word passion, to love with passion. You know, the, the, the world mucks up this stuff. Let's take it back. To love with passion. Passion is this. Passion is a powerful feeling of enthusiasm towards someone. This is how we're meant to love people. 
And a lot of us can sit in this room and say, well, that's how I love God. But are we loving people this way? A powerful feeling of enthusiasm towards someone. In Hebrew, passion means to cleave. To cleave with, you know, to cleave, which is a strong love whose commitment is personally trozed, pledged, vowed, and promised. This is what it means to love with all your heart. Holy passion. Holy passion is this. It's a passion inflamed by a godly motive. It's to pursue intimacy with God to further our understanding of Him and deepen our love for Him. And it's to embark on a quest that delights His heart. This is what love looks like. This is what loving people with with all our heart looks like. It's enthusiastic. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a desire to, to, to know them more, to, to know them deeper. It's purposeful. It's thinking on them all the time. Amen. Verse 40. It says, on these two commands hang all the law and the prophets. This is awesome. That's what Jesus has done. He's displayed a power far superior to, to you know, the punishments that were set to get us in line. Grace. Someone say grace. It's motivated and established and built on love. So on these two commands, all the law and the prophets, hang on it. See, Jesus knew that that you know the the, the, the fear of punishment, you know, from, from the law wasn't the thing that revealed the love that the Father has for us. Now he, he encouraged connection. He knew that love was the thing that did it. Amen? His sole purpose, how do we know this? His sole purpose was the pursuit of connection with mankind because God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Amen? We're going to finish up in two seconds. You ready? Let's go to Galatians chapter 5. Verse 22, maybe not two seconds, two minutes. <coughs> this is Passion Translation. It says, But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. How good is this translation sometimes? Sometimes, all the time. It's amazing. Galatians 5, 22, 23, the Passion Translation. But the fruit produced by the Holy Spirit within you is divine love in all its varied expressions. Then it says, Joy that overflows, peace that subdues, patience that endures, kindness in action, a life full of virtue, faith that prevails, gentleness of heart, and spirit and strength of spirit. Never set the law above these qualities, for they are meant to be limitless. Oh, 
They're meant to be limitless. Someone say limitless. So the fruit of the Spirit is given to us and it's given us the ability to love people with its with all its various forms of expressions and it's meant to be limitless. You learning something this morning? You ever had anyone anyone in your life that's been hard to love? See what <laughs> Look at this, this is amazing. <coughs> it's because like he the Father loves us so much. Now he sets out these commands, you know, everyone can say, Oh, it's really easy to love God. Like we could do that. Loving our neighbour? Kidding me. See, he knew that he knew that you know we we'd we'd actually have people in our lives that we'd find hard to love at times. He knew that. So what does he do? He gives us himself. He comes and lives on the inside of us and gives us the ability to love in all its various forms and expressions, regardless of what our neighbour is like. He's amazing. This is what he's done for us. He's come to live on the inside of us and he's given us the fruit of the Spirit. He's, he's given us himself. Amen? That new nature gives us the ability to love people. You know, in the natural it can be difficult. Particularly when things don't go the way we think they should. But you know what that is? That's, that's our expectation. There's a higher law. Come on. The ability to love without limitation, unconditionally, that means. That's what Lifehouse is about, giving people, you know, food hampers without referral. That's not normal. Just come. Just get loved on. Amen? Praise Jesus. He's put it, he's put you know, the ability to love in us. That's how much he cares. Love God, you know what we can love God? You know, loving people, man, that's hard. You know what, I know that can be hard. So here, here, have me. Have me. <laughs> have me. You need a scripture to help you with that one 1 John 4 17 it says as he is so are we in this world praise the Lord praise the Lord mum said this one time you'll love this can't remember when she said it but she did because I wrote it down so don't write down many things but wrote this down it says she said this she said love is the tipping point for the body of Christ to begin to flow in miracles Love is the tipping point. The tipping point. The tipping point. Come on. For the body of Christ to begin to flow in miracles. That's a move of God. That's a move of God. Love precedes a move of God. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you, Jesus. We'll finish with this. Uh, this is um, <clears throat> real quick. John chapter 15, verse 12. says, So this is my command. Love each other deeply. As much this is to the Passion Translation. Love each other deeply as much as I have loved you. For the greatest love of all is a love that sacrifices all. And when a person sacrifices his life for his friends, this great love is demonstrated. Okay, and in a, foot, in a footnote, it said this, it says, Because we are all branches in one vine, if we don't love one another, it means that our fellowship with the vine has been cut off. Then it says this, to bear fruit. Notice that's what our lives need to be doing. To bear fruit must come from loving each other. To bear fruit must come from loving each other. For the same Christ-like lives within every believer. We are not branches of many trees, but of one vine. Bearing fruit. Someone say bear fruit. fruit. The fruit is this. The fruit is by the Holy Spirit is divine love in all its various forms of expressions. That's the fruit. Our lives need to be demonstrating love for one another. It says there, Love for one another is the thing that produces and bears the fruit. Our lives need to be bearing fruit. And that comes from loving one another. Fruit's the evidence. Remember what I said, that that real simple definition of of, of love is? A laid down life. Well, the fruit is the evidence of a laid down life. The fruit is the thing that demonstrates that we love him. That we love him. What people see, the experience that they have with us, when we just let comments and, and, and you know, things just roll off our backs, like they look at that and go, there's something different. This is what the world needs. This is what the world needs. This is what the world needs right now. Time is running out. Time is running. Why would I want to listen to that person? They don't love me. They don't care what message they've got. They don't love me. Oh, I don't even care what message they love. They don't even love each other. Is everyone all right with this? Bless the Lord. I'll finish with this one. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, Let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. What, what motivates the gifts? This is a whole, whole different message. What motivates the gifts? Love. Let it be your highest goal. Amen. You know what the best thing is? You can't lose. There's no one in the world that will ever say to you, you love me too much. It's true.
true. No one can ever be too, too loved. Holy love. Amen. No one can ever be too loved. This statement finished. Love harms no one, but builds everyone. Love harms no one, but builds everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord. We'll finish right there. Thank you, Jesus.